Hello and welcome to Subcultured, a podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I'm your annual globe head, Jake Brennan, and I'm joined today by fellow sphere enthusiasts, Joanna Graham. Hello. Benjamin Hymans. Pancakes are great. And Jacob <laughs> Abbott. Guys, I'd follow you to the ends of the earth, literally in this case. Uh, oh. Just bear with me, Ugh, bear with me guys, in a bit of a sip of this. <laughs> this is going to be an episode. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so humour me, if you will... Guys, what if, what if, and just brace yourself for this, what if I told you the world wasn't round, wasn't a sphere? Like, Jabs, <gasps> if I if I came to you mm-hmm. and I said to you, guess what? World, not a sphere. What's your first take on this? I would wonder if you can still get money for sending people to the crazy house. Was that a Victorian thing? I mean, that's valid. Mm-hmm, ben, mm-hmm. what's your take on this? If I came up to you just in the middle of the night and started telling you about this? A hefty dose of deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't not dig at that opening, so please do tell. What do you mean? No, it just, it just sounds very familiar. Almost like uh, like we had this conversation uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like we botched a recording. Uh, Joe, what would you? How would you react to to me coming to your house and being very firm in the belief that the world is not a sphere? I think I'd want to check your browser history, to be honest, and see what websites you've been looking at. No one needs to do that. We don't need to do that. <laughs> but instead, we need to look at the interesting subculture of flat earthers, if you haven't already guessed from the title. So, yeah, this is going to be an episode. It's going to be fun. Jabs, you are our current expert on Mm -hmm. Flat Earth, quote-unquote. Tell us, what are Flat Earthers? Well, Flat Earthers believe in the pseudoscientific idea. What? What? (laughs) What? Who was that? Who was that? Who was that? Who Who ran into the recording booth and said that? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But but, uh, they believe that the Earth isn't a sphere, as the general population believes, but it's actually a flat disk. And they believe that all evidence to the contrary, such as pictures, uh, evidence, you know, all that kind of stuff, (laughs) is either intentionally falsified or just misinterpreted in some way. Okay. Just a disclaimer, we are going to try and breach this with the same open-minded attitude as we do with all our subcultures, minus billionaires. So please, please bear with us, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound pedantic and go, oh, I believe in logic and science and all that kind of stuff, but looking at the evidence for this, it was very interesting, shall we say. Just so we're all on the same page, maybe I should explain exactly what this flat Earth looks like, just so, you know, we've all got the same idea. So... The leading theory at the moment is the Earth is a disk with the Arctic at the center. Okay. There is a 150-foot-tall ice wall that surrounds the outside of it. Oh. Uh, this holds the water in, because, of course, the water would just fall <laughs> off otherwise, you see. But, right. okay, right, yeah. Huh. Before you say we've never seen it, well, that's because NASA guards it to make sure no one can go oh. see it. How oh. do they guard it, exactly? They just do. Please say space you know? lasers. They just do. I mean, you're not, you're not allowed to go. They just do. There is a expedition set up by a couple of flat earthers that was it was supposed to go this year. It probably won't now with uh, you know current events, but they're going to go ah, yeah. sail to the ice wall to prove it's true. Open-minded, 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 open-minded. Jacob, this wall, how big is it? It's 150 foot tall, but it surrounds the entire Earth. What's beyond that? Well, that is up for debate. Some people think it just extends much further out and it's just ice and pitch blackness. But some people <laughs> believe that there's actually, and I quote, hidden lands. Yeah, obviously, because it's, it's where the wildlings live. Duh. 
Where do you think Narnia is? Nah. Remember, Jake, open minds. So the sun <laughs> and the moon. The sun okay, and the moon so, yeah. are yeah. spheres. Okay, they're spheres. They're spheres. What? We're flat. But they're, why do we get to be flat, but they get to be spheres? How does that work? I have a quote here from the Flat Earth Society wiki page mm. uh, entitled, If the planet's around, why isn't the Earth? Maybe this will clear it up. So, planets are orbiting astronomical objects. The Earth is not a planet by definition, as it sits at the centre of our solar system, above oh, wow. which the planets and the sun revolve. The Earth's uniqueness, fundamental differences, and centrality make any comparison to other nearby celestial bodies insufficient. Do you know what? That's, that's exactly what I say about myself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're the centre of our world. I'm the centre of the universe. Everything is about me. I'm mm-hmm. special. You can't mm-hmm. compare things to me because that's just yeah. an unfair comparison. <laughs> and also, I'm a celestial body. Mm. I mean, true. <laughs> Open minds, guys. Open minds. Open minds, of course. <laughs> As you can see from that quote, they don't actually explain it. It's just a bit different. We're special. But they can't explain it because NASA's been blocking them from gathering the real facts. Yeah. All our facts are fake. We need the real ones. We don't have them. So you can't really blame them. It's the dang deep state mm-hmm. stopping mm-hmm. our knowledge. Open minds, guys. So does gravity, do they exist? Like, do, do they believe in gravity then? Because if they, if the world isn't a globe, mm-hmm. that means that we're not, the gravity can't keep the moon in our atmosphere, right? No, see, this is this is the thing. This is the thing as well. So, can I just take a second, just before you before you carry on? We've chosen Jacob, someone with an actual degree in science, to do this episode, and there's a cruel, beautiful irony to this. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so, okay, so gravity either doesn't exist or is much weaker than we think it is. Okay. So when you drop an object, it's not the center of mass in the Earth that's pulling it down. What's actually happening is the Earth is constantly accelerating upwards, whatever upwards means, at 32 feet per second. Well, I thought they just said that the Earth is static and doesn't move. So how can the Earth move if the Earth doesn't move? I thought they just said it doesn't move. It goes upwards. It goes (laughs) upwards. So the Earth is just a flat disc that's constantly moving upwards, like a a pizza on an elevator. Basically, yeah. (laughs) But surely if we're the centre, we don't move and actually everything else is coming downwards. No, it goes up. You don't understand. So everything's travelling up with us? Yes. Okay. Is that why we need the ice wall? Because the water would get kind just of fall pulled off, the edges. off? Yeah, Well, it exactly. wouldn't fall off the edges. That's, that implies the existence of gravity. But because we are moving so quickly, mm-hmm. it might just, what, get pulled out? Yeah. You see, the reason why all this is happening is because of the idea of universal acceleration. So something, some energy, some sort of force below the Earth is pushing upwards, you see. It could be dark matter. Maybe it's a thing called etheric wind. It's okay. something, okay? It's something. Uh, what wind? Etheric wind. I'm pretty sure that's a D&D spell. Okay, so what, what other... Because what other th- I know there's a lot of different flat earth models, quote-unquote. Are there any other interesting, exciting theories out there? Open minds, guys. Open minds, open minds. Of course. So that's the mainstream, or the mainstream flat Earth theory at the moment. However, there's another one which you might have seen before if you've watched Beyond the Curve, that Netflix documentary. Wonderful documentary. Wonderful documentary. It's definitely worth a watch. Which is the idea of the Earth being a flat disc under a dome, slightly like a like a snow globe. In this theory, everything is inside that. So the sun, the planets, the stars are all just in this dome, just quite far out, but a lot smaller, obviously. 
I saw quite a lot of people say that if it is this, it must be something God made for us, the idea of the snow globe. Huh. But speaking of God, there's a, a bit more of an interesting one out there as well, put forward by a guy called Darren Nesbitt. So this idea of like it being like um, a flat disc, yeah? Yeah? That's yeah, counterintelligence. Yeah. yeah? That's just to throw us off the scent of the real truth, you <laughs> know? The Earth is, in fact, diamond-shaped oh. and rests upon seven pillars. Now, can you guess why seven pillars? Please tell me. Please. Seven pillars, seven sins. Are we? Are we going down seven that sort of track? Seven pillars and a rainbow. Yeah, it's like a. It's a. Yeah, sort of sentimental number, isn't it? You're getting close. It's because God likes number seven. Oh well, obviously. Mm. I mean, everyone's exactly. got a favorite number, right? Yeah. Exactly, and his is seven. How do we know that his oh. is seven? Because God likes it. I'm assuming in the Bible, seven <laughs> has a has biblical meanings towards angels and stuff. Just going to say, I've quickly Googled what is God's favourite number, because I just, I thought I need to do my own research, and it is seven. But does it give you a reason why? Yes. Seven is seen as the perfect number. It holds the creation and the universe together. Religious or mythological cosmology refers to seven heavens. Ancient Indian spiritual texts detail seven chakras, and esoteric teachings describe seven planes of creation. There we go. Yeah. He knows his stuff. Old Dan Nesbitt. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we did an ITV interview, apparently, did Darren, and apparently it did not want to end well. <laughs> See, Deep State is stopping us. Mm. That's something I uh, noticed as well, this idea of the conspiracy, mm. you see. The idea that, again, Deep State or NASA, uh, other space agencies and governments are actively faking space travel and all the pictures we see in space. So, does that mean, like, the main countries across the world are in on it? Like, obviously, NASA is belongs to the US. Mm-hmm. So does that mean the US government are in on it? Yes, all the major movers and shakers have to be in on it. Yeah, because surely most developed countries have satellite technology, so mm-hmm. then they can control what the people view the world as. And again, open minds, open minds, <laughs> open, open minds. minds. Unfortunately, I'm sure most developed countries, if not every single country and every single human being, is thick as pudding and can't keep a secret to save their life. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Who's keeping these secrets? What lizard men? Well, you see, because NASA's budget is so huge, what they do is <laughs> they, spend, they spend millions on bribing people to oh. keep quiet, and then the other billions they pocket for themselves. So why do they lie about this? Why, why do they need to? In all the sources I read, it says the motive is rather unclear why they would yeah. do this. Uh, uh, of course. It could be the profit reason, obviously just making loads of money. Another idea is that they're lying, so they've tried to get into space before and couldn't do it. And so, to kind of pretend that they have... hard. Yeah, rocket science, you know? A bit difficult. And so, because they're faking it, because everyone just believes that the Earth is round, they doctor images to make it round. It's like, oh yeah, look, we've been there. Everyone believes that's what it looks like. I mean, if I can't get into space, my first trail of thought is to then be like, you know what, let's just bribe everyone in the world, if Mm -hmm. we can, to make them believe something else. Exactly, exactly. There's an interesting episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia in which Mac, the evangelical Christian, is trying to disprove creationist theory. And he has a solid argument, which I think aligns with everything we've said so far, which comes to the premise of sometimes science is wrong. Nothing more than that, but that was just the opening and closing statement, which I kind of feel is a very similar vibe to these theories. I mean, that's the trouble, though, because science can be wrong. They would be so ignorant to be like, no, science is never wrong. Because, like, obviously, all science we know of today 
is based on corrections of theories that were formed hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. So you have to have a wrong opinion to have a right opinion. Yeah, it's more of a process. Yeah. Now that sounds far too sensible for this. That's um, the thing though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not like they're saying, oh yeah, you know, it, you know, we just don't, <laughs> we don't know what's possible. They are actually saying, nah, the Earth's a disc, there's a big ice wall around it, and gravity isn't a thing, and we're in a dome. What's the dome made of, by the way? It's just a dome. I mean, who knows what it's made of? Maybe it's got water outside of it. Maybe it's just void. Is it like transparent? Like, when we see the stars, are the stars mm-hmm. part of the dome or are we seeing through the dome? The stars are inside the dome. They're tiny little pinpricks of light. We're talking Truman Show level of... Uh, Basically, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So hang on, there are tiny holes in the dome and that's what stars are. They're beams of light shining in through the tiny holes. No, uh, the stars are within the dome. They're just tiny little... Like weird little fireflies all up there. Basically, yeah. Everything's inside the dome, but like all the planets and the sun and the moon are actually a lot smaller than we think they are. They're not like vast celestial entities. They're actually quite right, small like in comparison. Ping pong balls. How do they mm. stay up in the sky? They just do. <laughs> they just do. This is, seems to be quite the uh, the weak part of their information. When you go on like the Wikipedia's and stuff, when you get to kind of celestial entities, they don't really want to say a lot. I think because they can't actually explain how it Yeah, works. I mean, again, it goes back to they don't know because they've not been allowed to gather facts because NASA's mm. holding them back. <laughs> Open <laughs> minds, guys. Deep Open state. Minds. See, well, that's the thing as well, because a lot of flat earthers believe this idea of zeteticism, which is a mm. system of scientific inquiry, mm. which is kind of sceptical. It's kind of like, don't just believe something just because someone says it's true. Go out and yeah. do it yourself. To a point, I can completely understand where they're coming from. I do think it's good to be, like, critical of the information that you are given. And that's, I suppose, how they end up with, like, there's some really intelligent, like, published scientific authors in the Flat Earth Society. Like, there's very intelligent people who are capable of critical thought who you would not think, given their background, they would believe in something like this. Like, you would think it goes against everything that they teach. And yet... I saw something the other day, actually. I can't remember who it was that said it. But they kind of raised into this question this problem of question everything. As a mindset, I completely agree that you should question everything. If you have been told something, question it. But then this person raised a very good counterpoint of we've reached a point in civilization where we actually can't prove things ourselves without Mm. ridiculous levels of expertise and scientific equipment. So it goes back to like, well, maybe we can't question everything and through that we need to question more things but then how do we question it correctly that's very roundabout logic well that's what i wanted to segue onto because we have the idea of what the flat earth is what about the people what about the subculture of the scientists the people who try and discover these things what about them how many people are flat earthers if there is any measurable scale you know you know are they bigger than whales can they beat whales the population not the mammal the classic question the classic question so it's Generally, it's very difficult to work out how many there actually are. One, because it's a very decentralised viewpoint. Two, because a lot of people probably wouldn't say. That's fair, and I think as well, the type of people who tend to believe in a flat earth theory are very critical and suspicious of, like, Mm. government data collection. Yes. Can't imagine they'd be the first people to sign up to be like, yes, here's all my personal (laughs) data, and Mm. yes, I am a flat earther, you can use that Mm. against me whenever you want. The quote-unquote tinfoil hats. Exactly, exactly. We do have some numbers, so according to a YouGov poll, 
2% of Americans believe that the Earth is flat, so that's wow. about 6.5 million. Jesus! Oh my god. I know, I know. And of these people, young millennials were most likely to be sceptics, with only 66% firmly believing that the Earth is round. However, Jeez. 94% of people over 55 believe that the Earth is spherical, so once again, the boomers win. Wow! Those goddamn youth with their avocados and a flat earth, what they like. <laughs> Are the boomers only winning because they believe NASA's lies, though? Are they actually oh. losing? Oh. But they won't admit it because they're boomers. Mm. Damn it, boomers. Yeah. Let's write some articles about boomers and their, mm. their, their globe-head opinions, eh? <laughs> open-minded opinion, guys. Open-minded open opinion. Of course, of course. In the UK, it's about 1%. So that's 666,500 people-ish. That's still scary. So... Quite low numbers, though, which is mm. quite good. Now, technically, it isn't a subculture because it's, well, by our quote-unquote metric, because it's mm-hmm. bigger than whales. Yes, but luckily a very small population size in comparison to everyone on Earth. It is a, definitely a growing movement, mm. brackets oh, yes. worrying. Yes, and part of that is down to the availability of these viewpoints now, especially with the rise of the internet and mm. YouTube, Facebook, mm. any way that they can kind of communicate these ideas. Whereas back in the good old days, it'd be like one person in a town. Yeah. But nowadays, because you can just communicate with anyone and you can find communities and share ideas and kind of become quite insular. And so many communities now lead on to other communities. Like, I feel mm. there's a big crossover with like the Flat Earth Society and white supremacy. And kind of anti-vaxxers and yeah. all those kind of people as well. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of like, if you imagine like a Venn diagram, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of overlap. I suppose it's a difficulty if you're a critical thinker. It's like, where do you start and where do you stop? Because I think I'm a critical thinker, which is why, you know, I believe Mm. that racism exists and is systemic. And, you know, Mm. it's why I believe that the government is inherently corrupt and democracy doesn't work as well as we'd maybe like it to. That doesn't make me want to, like, believe in a flat earth. It just makes me more critical of, like, the things I see and the stuff I consume. So you're critical Mm. with boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Kind of ties into the Dunning Kruger effect, if you've heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, do tell. It's basically the idea that people with low knowledge of something will overestimate their skill or knowledge. So, say you're being very critical about a flat earth idea. If you mm. see one bit of evidence that makes it seem a little bit likely mm. that it is flat, then you'll just go into that and you'll start believing it based on mm. just a very narrow kind of viewpoint of all the information out there. Because it confirms what you want to believe, doesn't it? And exactly. I, I suppose, like, again, I, I, just, I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but like, there's this whole confirmation bias thing that we have now with mm. the prevalence of social media where the algorithms, they'll do it to you. You, you put about one thing on the internet and you'll be matched with like-minded people in all your social <laughs> yeah. media. And all of a sudden, yeah. your small, small idea that maybe back 10, 20 years, no one around you would have heard of and you'd get laughed out of a room for mentioning. Now you're finding communities online mm. and the algorithm's mm. matching it with you. I hoped that what that would mean in 2020 was that I would find more people who were into Sean Connery's amazing chest hair, not that more <laughs> people who believe in a flat earth can find other people. Uh, Joe, you're literally making a podcast with those three exact people. That's all there is. <laughs> no, there's got to be more than that. Put, I'm put, sure put, in, me, uh, put in the comments if you are a huge fan <laughs> of the hit film Zardos, because not enough people have heard of it. Uh, it is interesting on the idea of how this community started, and I mm. think this plays into what Jake and Joe said, is that during the Curved Earth, someone really points out the fact that because Flat Earth theory is so wild, again, open mind people, mm-hmm. open mind. it alienates people. 
you're going to alienate people. You're going to alienate friends, families, especially if you believe in it so wholeheartedly. Mm. And that pushes you away from other opinions, other thoughts that you don't agree with. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because, like, I must admit, like, if someone I loved came up to me and said, yeah, do you know the earth is flat? I probably Mm. wouldn't respond in a constructive way. I probably wouldn't (laughs) go, oh, really? Why do you think that? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, let's discuss this, like, healthy, normal people. I'd probably be like, are you fucking kidding me? You fucking idiot. (laughs) Never speak Mm. to me again. Which actually is probably not helping. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is very counterproductive to the argument, yeah. Yeah, because then they'll probably go off and find other people who also believe the exact same thing as them. Who are more solidified in their opinion. And then that's why these things grow big and strong. But a lot of people do say it's like you've got to at least humour. In the scientific community, you shouldn't put down someone for a wild accusation. Because again, Plato, in a sense, had wild accusations. At the risk of getting like way, way too political in, in this episode about the disc planet. Um, <laughs> it is kind of like the whole point of free speech is if you take away someone's ability to say something, mm. then they're not going to say it, and they're going to go find like-minded mm. individuals who they can mm. talk about it regularly. You need to let the people speak so you can prove them how wrong you are. But mm. we need to educate people more on how to come to their own conclusions on these yeah, subjects. Yeah, but geography sucks. <laughs> <It does. laughs> well, with Sean Connery's chest hair at the front of everyone's minds, how about we use this as an excuse to have a lovely good old piss break and we sort of pull over the bus and get some fresh air? How's that all sound, gang? Oh, yeah. yes, please. So we are back, despite various technical difficulties, which may or may not be due to deep state. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. Open minds and open hearts, people. Come on! I told you we should have pulled over and burned that 5G tower. Is that going to get us told off for saying that? Don't do that, people. <laughs> We're not endorsing arsonism, please. <laughs> We've covered our backs, it's fine, die. Jabs, where were we last? Yes. Can I talk to you about Samuel Burley Robotham? What a name for a start. Real British name, isn't it? He was also known under a pseudonym called Parallax. So apparently he's also an anime villain. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but he's quite interesting because we've talked about a load of subcultures over the months, of course. And usually it's very difficult to kind of pinpoint a direct start point or like, mm. a, like an origin point. But with Robo from he's the, the main, he's like the patient zero, as you were, for the modern <laughs> flat earth belief. Really? Yes, so he conducted the Bedford Level Experiment, which is kind of like the experiment that kind of flat earthers have used to kind of prove that the Earth is flat. If you've seen anything in Beyond the Curve, where they use lasers to kind of measure across distances, it's basically just a more modern, futuristic version of his experiment. Ah. So basically, the Bedford Level Experiment was he waded out into a river and used a telescope that was just above the water to watch a boat travel six miles. Over six miles, the curvature of the Earth should mean that you wouldn't be able to see the boat because it would obviously gone over the horizon. However, he could see it. And that was his evidence, really. That was the big one. And there's various other experiments conducted that can prove that as well. Now, nowadays we know that it was due to a phenomenon called atmospheric refraction. That sounds made up. Yeah, Definitely I mean, not true. Isn't there NASA boys again? Which basically, as... Light goes through different density gradients of air, it bends. So it can make things that are below the horizon appear above it. So basically like a mirage. I mean, that is what a mirage is, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. And later on, other experiments were carried out that took this into effect and you could not see the boat. But 
old uh, Robotham, he was quite a character, you see. He was... What's a nice way to put this? <laughs> open minds and open hearts, jams. Open minds Come and open on. hearts. He was... A charlatan? <laughs> <laughs> another thing to know about him is he also had a, another kind of pseudonym, which was Dr. Samuel Burley, uh, and he would sell curals and life extenders oh. and all that kind of stuff. So you can imagine the kind of character. But he, uh, after this experiment, got quite famous or infamous, I guess, depending on your point of view, because he would do public debates to prove that the Earth is flat and to push his ideas against kind of various academics at the time. Obviously, he wasn't correct. He didn't have any facts. But he was very charismatic and a very quick thinker. Hmm. So it didn't really matter that he was right. <laughs> he just had to be better at convincing the average person than kind of experts and the kind of stuffy mathematicians of the time. Ah, going back to my point, it's all hearts and minds. Hearts and minds, exactly. You have to be more likeable than a shut-in nerd, and that's not exactly. that hard to do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Not everyone can be Neil deGrasse Tyson. Exactly, and so they would say, oh, it's because of this, and he would have a, you know, a little zinger to throw back at them, and he would win debates, in inverted commas, and that kind of really started this movement of people going, oh, actually, maybe, maybe he's right. And then he capitalised on that, and he published a book, Earth Not a Globe, which is kind of the basis of the Flat Earth movement. And then from that, various other people would take his work after he died, and it grew and grew and grew, and then collapsed several times, and then grew again to become the modern Flat Earth belief and kind of the Flat Earth wiki, and everything today comes just from this one guy. Oh dear, that paints the subculture in not a great light, based on no. charlatanism. Maybe it's just uh, the you know, big government labelling was a charlatan. We never met him, we can't prove it ourselves. True. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he did die over 100 years ago, so it's not like we can ask him. I believe the term man you're looking for is we cannot disprove that. But then again, if you sold life extenders and he's dead, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, what does that say about him? Mm. <laughs> okay, fuck, that just nailed every <laughs> argument out of Billy up. <laughs> so he was doing his experiments in 1838, but since kind of the dawn of time, there's been some idea of what are we living on? What kind of shape is it? So if you go back to kind of Mesopotamia and early Egypt, the dawning of civilization. They believed that the world was a flat disk floating on an ocean with a sky dome above it, which is very similar to the snow globe. Yeah. Belief. It's like a, a very, like, I don't know, maybe the Mesopotamians survived and they still believe that. But since about 2000 years, we've known the Earth has been round. In the 6th century BC, you had Pythagoras and Parmenides, they were talking about it. And then he had Aristotle and Plato and all those great minds. But even from maybe the dawn of sailing, we've known that the Earth is round. Because, of course, mm. if, you, if you've ever been to the beach and watched a boat go over the horizon, mm. the bottom of the ship goes first and then just the sails or the, the tallest point. Must have been terrifying for the first person to sail out that far, seeing oh, the yeah. land disappear, assuming that something horrendous must have happened back home. There's a weird irony to all this as quote-unquote globe heads. <laughs> whatever they are, were pushing for a non-central round earth. And they were getting stoned to death. But now it's gone the opposite way. Now flat earth people are now down pushing for that. They're now the weird minority in the science culture. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like retro thinking. Speaking of history, there's one thing I want to clear up really. There's a thought that Christopher Columbus was trying to prove that the earth was round when he eventually found America. That's not true. Obviously, for 2,000 years, we've known the Earth is round. 
He was just trying to find trade routes. In fact, he didn't even believe that the Earth was round on one of his voyages. Really? I've got a quote here. It's a bit weird because it's translated from 14th century Spanish, but here we go. I found that the world was not round, but pear-shaped. Round where it has a nipple, for there it is taller. Or as if one had a round ball, and on one side, it should be like a woman's breast. <gasps> and this nipple part huh. is the highest and the closest to heaven. So, oh my god. Not, not to take away from the terrible, horrific slave trader Columbo, but so, so is he just essentially saying that the world is just a massive tit? Basically, yeah. Huh. If the world was a giant tit, where would you want to live? On a nipple or... Ooh. Side boob? Under boob? Under boob. Yeah, I can see that. I feel I like, like there's probably a lot of tectonic activity in me under boob. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's probably not a safe place to live. Sexy. Great mm. warmth, though. I love titty tectonic activity. Tit-tonic activity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm out of here, guys. See you next oh, week. Put that on a t-shirt. Tectonic activity. Copyright claimed subcultured. <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever jerked off to the world? I know this is a bit of a strange topic. Yes. Definitely. Mm. Absolutely. I'm sure that's a subculture in itself. <laughs> Opening up incognito mode. I mean, what counts as the world? Like, do you just have to do a tree? Or does it have to be the ground? Or is it to the concept of the entire globe in general? Oh, I guess you'd have to dig a hole in the ground and just shove it in that. So basically what I'm saying is Christopher Columbus was a simp for the Earth. There's plenty of waifus to do with flat Earth. That oh. seems to be a thing. Oh, wasn't that a thing? I seem to vaguely remember, like, when Flat Earth first came out, didn't somebody make an anime character that was like the world, but it was a person, and they were going, I'm not flat. And, of course, uh, uh, breasts. Did Columbus do that in one of his journals? It's just kind of <laughs> yeah, probably. He, he was a, yeah. bit of a bit of a weeb, was Columbus, from mm. what I understand. Did Christopher Columbus, the famous, terrifying, cruel slave trader, create Flat Earth anime girls? Yes! Turns out, yes. you can't prove you not. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of famous assholes, Jeffs, what famous people believe in Flat Earth? Because we know they're out there. Yes, there's a couple. I mean, there could be even more, but maybe they don't say. But we've got, of course, B.O.B., the rapper, who oh, yeah. famously got into a Twitter feud with Neil deGrasse Tyson over it. <laughs> we have Tila Tequila, who's famous for... whatever... She believes in a flat earth. There's a kind of a caveat here because she also believes she's either a clone or a robot. So Oh, okay. Sorry, who is this person again? Tila Tequila. She I think she got famous on MySpace. She I think she's famous for being famous. She's one of those A Kardashian type. A Kardashian type. Oh, she is very Kardashian, isn't she? Alright, moving on. Segueing. Open hearts, open minds, guys. <laughs> uh but you've got her. You've apparently you've got Shaq. Everyone's favourite basketball player. Uh, what? He's, he said that when he was driving across the country, the earth looked very flat to him. But later on he said he was just joking. So either he believes it and he just got discredited or he was just joking. It was, it was very odd. Very odd. Huh. Same, same with Freddie Flintoff as well. He had a, a similar... Really? Yes, he said as well huh. that, he, that the earth seemed very flat to him, but then would later go on to say, oh, you know, just making a point. A little passing comments. A little passing comment. And of course, as Joe would know, obviously, good old AJ Styles. AJ Styles. There's some stuff out there, man. Big Bible AJ, you know? <laughs> and he uh, said, <laughs> I'm not a flat earther. I'm just saying there's some things about it that make sense. So take from that <laughs> what you will. There's a Spanish football team that was previously called, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Mastoles Blalompi. Blompi. They were officially renamed to Flat Earth FC by their president. Wow. A couple of years ago. 
I wonder how they felt about that. Do they still play with a football, or is it a... Uh... <laughs> a, a, oh, a disc! A big hockey park, yeah, that'd be cool. They're really big into frisbee. Mm. Their quote is saying, Football is the most popular sport and has the most impact worldwide, so creating a club dedicated to the Flat Earth movement is the best way to have a constant presence in the media. I don't think they are very good, so I don't <laughs> think they're really uh, they're on TV much. <laughs> Normally by now in the episode, we've addressed two core subjects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in any subculture. The first, has anyone died because of this subculture? You know what? They have. Wow. What? Yes. No way. Fuck off. What? Yes, yes. On the 22nd of February 2020, Mad Mike Hughes, as he's known, <gasps> which you might have oh, seen yes. in some of the news, actually. He was a flat yes. believer, died when his homemade steam-powered, remember, steam-powered rocket <laughs> plummeted from several hundred feet. So he'd done this several times before, but basically he wanted to see the curve for himself or the lack of a curve. Mm. And so he'd, again, zeteticism, gone out of his way to build a rocket to go see for himself. Unfortunately, as you can imagine with a homemade rocket, uh, it didn't go very well. Initially at the start of it, reading it, I was like, wow, hats off to someone who wants to make their own freaking rocket and fly and, and to prove it. Hats off to that for the ability to want to do it. Mm. But doing it again... Steam powered. It's like shooting yourself in the foot to see if it hurts second time round. You think, eh, did you need to do it the second time? <laughs> Weren't you happy the first? Mm. Steam powered as well. How do you make a steam powered rocket? Not very well, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, fun fact about him he actually holds the Guinness World Record for the longest limousine ramp jump at 103 feet. Wow. So there you go. He really mm. was mad. Hey, that ramp jump though. Mm, that's quite impressive, to be honest. My next one, which I, I don't think we addressed, or I don't know if there's a segue to address to this, penises. <laughs> I have found some flat earth pickup lines. <gasps> That'll do. I'll have that. Because, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes there's that hot babe over there. She's a flat earther. Mm-hmm. You, you just want to, you just want to. Flat earther's you know, got to populate the disc too. Exactly. You've got to make an impression. So this is from a Reddit thread. I think this first line really kind of sums it up. I've been working on my flat earth game to pick up some skanks and bars. So, wow. you know, top quality stuff. So, if any of these get you going, let me know. Hey, girl, dim titties are like the globe. Huge, fake, and soon to be exposed. Oh, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I love, yeah. I love it when men approach me and say they're going to sexually assault me. That's really, <laughs> I, really sexy. I was going to say this for the end. A lot of them do seem to be that way. Cool. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, I'm, I mean, I was about to ask, you know, what's the male to female proportion of flat earthers, but I can tell based yes. on this alone. It's about 72% male, 28% female. Wow. Just just for the inclusion, I'm guessing there's no guy-on-guy pickup lines in this. It's all going to be roll round titties and round things, isn't it? Uh, there's, there's one or two that you could use. Ooh. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Hey girl, when you get woke in the morning, you won't even remember the globe or last night. Oh. Uh, again, sounds like Rehypnol might be involved. Less creepy, but still patronising as balls. Well, don't wait. Let's see what you think about this next one. Hey, bitch. My <laughs> cock is like fluoride. <laughs> Everybody's getting it, and it's probably been in your drink. Hmm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting a bit worse, I would admit. So, I think we'll give honourable mentions to anybody who records themselves trying these out and sends them in. <laughs> like, you'll, you'll get, you'll get pride of place. I that behaviour. <laughs> Just do it to yourself in the mirror. Do not curse some innocent poor person with this. Hey, bitch, I put my dick in your drink. Wait, I, I screwed it up. Damn. Ah. 
Uh, I mean, essentially, that's what it is. There's no way you can spin that to be positive. <laughs> that's not a pickup line. That's just spiteful. Full disclosure, if you get yourself arrested saying any of these, we're not responsible. I think, if anything, you deserve it for assault in general, but just... just Bad game! Just man. poor choices, poor life choices. Poor yeah, game. let's pick up lines more red flags. Mm. <laughs> next one. Now, there's a bit of a theme in these next two. Fucking me is like a vaccine shot. Brief, painful, and something for your children to avoid. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. <clears throat> okay, I mean, equally as shit as the last, mm-hmm. but. I wouldn't say that's really a pick up line, that's more of a. And most of these are threats, yeah. Yeah. I'm like the Flat Earth Fairy, true, amazing, and not allowed in schools. So again, we've gone, we've gone from date rape to paedophilia. So they're saying paedophiles are amazing? In a way, I guess. Just like the Flat oh. Earth Fairy, you know? Oh my... Da- uh, is this like the chads in the Flat Earth community? <laughs> mm. Just like the worst incels. Now, hearts and minds, hearts and minds. I'm sure hearts these minds. aren't minds. real. Hearts and minds. Hearts and minds. Now, okay, I'll pull you back to this final one. Please. My dick is like the globe earth, giant, curved, and covered in green patches. Oh, no, that's not healthy. There we go, there we go. So you're a date rapist, <laughs> a paedophile, and you've got gangrene. Nice. A good bit of knob rot. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. That got uh, wow. 80% upvotes, by the way, so it's uh, a popular thread. <laughs> I mean, that's up there with the Harry Potter pickup lines. It's just, <laughs> you're sure they're going to work on one person, mm. not the one you want. <laughs> So there we go. Now you can go out there and be a Lothario. You could be, <laughs> be a Lothario. Oh. I mean, I think it'd be interesting to sort of go around the room and uh, and see where we all land on the subject now. And I don't want this to be like an us versus them, yes or no. Like, let's mm. make the middle ground of our options. So you've oh, got dear. definitely round, definitely flat, or there's not enough evidence either way and it's all questionable. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. It's rather interesting. I'll give it that. It made me rather annoyed researching this because it seems like a troll sometimes. I bet so much of it is a troll. Yeah, it, it probably is. It probably is. Saying that, oh, the Earth's a flat disk, but all the planets are round. Just all those little bits. You just go, oh, really, really. But <laughs> if they want to believe that, I mean, I can't stop them. I think I'm very much still round leaning, but I do appreciate the idea of question everything, especially the things that you're told not to question because you can't prove them yourself. But it's a very slippery slope to an oblong mm. world. And then from there, where do you go? Joe? I believe, I think, in the Great Ice Ball theory. But my theory isn't that the sun burns holes into the Great Ice Ball. I think instead it's God fucking the Great Ice Ball. Oh. And he's creating the holes that then our Earth grows in. Considering you started this with believing that you were the centre of the galaxy. Yeah. I feel that's progress. But not in the right way. <laughs> Does this mean he's fucked a hole into the ice ball and that's where we've yeah. grown? And he's not repeatedly fucking us? At some point, are we going to see God's giant dick hovering over our planet as it frosts down once more to wipe us all out? Is yeah, that exactly. your doomsday prediction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. We could only hope. It'll be the great floods have come. <laughs> oh, great lovely. floods have come. My mum's still a globe head. I do definitely believe there's the side of, yes, we should definitely question everything we have. But at the same time, if you reach a conclusion, that, you know, is based in fact, accept it. Don't just change it because you want to believe something else. But where do you get the facts from and can you prove it, Jay? Yeah. Find a way. People do. People are resourceful fuckers. All I'm saying is, uh, you know, people like you are why we're not going to be prepared for the great floods of cum. Yep. I'll embrace the great floods of cum in my own way, (laughs) thank you very much. He's going to stand on top of a hill denying it till the very end. 
I'm going to stand on top of that hill, but with a big bowl. <laughs> oh, God. What are you going to do with the bowl once it's over full? <laughs> it's going to try harder. Uh, <laughs> say, an, an umbrella might make more sense. I'm going to help contribute to solving the problem, not pushing it away. Oh, but God. with that, how about we call that there? Oh, please, yes. <laughs> well, I hope you've all enjoyed this very special episode of Subcultured and had a very hearts and minds approach to it as we have, quote-unquote, not really. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure. And <laughs> we are the Subcultured Board of Tourism, and we very much apologise for this message. <laughs> oh. That's what the ice walls are. It's all just frozen cum. And then global warming is when those ice walls start to melt and then the cum defrosts and it floods. That's why the sea is salty. Oh, no! It all makes sense. It all adds up.